Hello and welcome to the Word and Blog podcast. My name is James and... Oh, fuck. Sorry, man. Don't apologise to me. <laughs> apologise to the podcasting audience who think that you ruined it. That was bad. <laughs> and it was bad because oh, you did not find enough time to rehearse. Some of us found the time to rehearse and some of us didn't. And now you have let down your podcasting public. And what is the golden rule? Never let down your public. Never let down your public. All right, all right. And you have let them down and you let me down and you've let yourself all right, all right, down. All right, all right, don't milk it. We, we, you're the one that wanted me to do it like that. Jack is right. He said it was weird. <laughs> well, it seems a rather poisonous influence has entered our little podcasting world. A rather nasty influence. I think you have done quite enough damage. Can I take some of these digestive you... squares for the, uh, for the ride home? I haven't got anything in my flat. It's his podcast. If he wants you to go home, then you should leave. You should have thought about that before you fucked up my co-podcaster's life now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good day to you. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to the fourth episode of the Word and Blog Extras Podcast. My name's James and with me, he's an old friend... Bastard's pinched my watch. It's Seth. <laughs> Come on James, look at those. Life is worth living. <laughs> and there was a time when you wouldn't have to share a dressing room. It's Jack. Still, I could use a bit of good luck, couldn't I? Put <laughs> <laughs> me in the papers. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been podcasting for so long, he's bent out of all recognition. It's Danny. Cheeky. <laughs> oh, man. Right. <laughs> Here we are, guys. Time to talk about, I think, what we can all agree is the best episode of Extra. The seminal episode, in my opinion. The one we've been waiting for. It is one of the best ones. One of. One of. One of. I think it's generally considered the best. It. It's definitely, it's definitely one of the best. I would like to hear anybody's arguments to say there's a better one, to be honest. Like, I, this is I, absolutely top shelf for me. When I we do, get to the Bowie one, I'll give you an argument. I right. do think... I, 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 I actually no, no, think, I think... I think I've got a bit of a reputation for kind of reining... Uh, kind reining of like, in enthusiasm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reining yeah. in and, and also kind of, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. being negative on these. So I'm just going to say, it's it's a good episode. It's a great episode. I'm not gonna, I've got nothing negative, negative to say about it. So we can start off with that. I think if there's anyone to rival it, it's actually the next one we'll be doing. Because I remember a week later thinking this is actually nearly as good as Les. But the Welsh guy episode is fantastic. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in so long. It's funny how the brilliant... I don't agree with that. It's funny how the best... I don't agree. Oh, yeah, we'll be discussing that next week. Right. You know, it may not be the Joker in the pack. It can't do all that, but it's, it's but reliable. It's reliable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you say it's going to deliver a laugh, it delivers a laugh. It's funny how, though, how the, the best episodes are usually the ones with, like, in the context of American versus British actors, nobodies. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Les Dennis ones, the ones... And to be honest, mm. that one you're talking about, Danny, the best part of that isn't presumably Samuel L. Jackson. Of course not. It's <laughs> <So, laughs> Steve Spears. It's all about Steve Spears, Spears yeah. the absolute unsung hero of that episode. Yeah. So it's kind of... I, I don't know what it is. Well, I like this. This episode's Les Dennis focused. He's yeah. the star of the show, the tragedy of Les Dennis, and we all know Les Dennis is like Grant, you know, the nation's yeah, yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. We discussed that. Les Dennis at that point, I guess. Nation's underdog. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> the, poor, know, cock, under, the yeah. poor cuckold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cuckold. Yeah. But it, yeah, we were talking last week about how 
but like the Wednesday episode, she's not really integrated much into no. it, is she? And like Les Dennis, I mean, this Absolutely. could li- this could literally be a pilot for a show about Andy Milman about and Les, Les Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, got like, good report. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is so focused around Les Dennis, which is it, 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 it's great. He's it's not great, just yeah. woven in; it's pretty much about him. Yeah, yeah, it's his exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that one of the reasons for that though is because I, when I watched one of the documentaries on it, I can't remember what it was called, but uh, it had sort of Ricky and Steve commenting and having a conversation about the whole way that they did the episode, and basically Les went so much deeper into it than they ever was that they, 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 they anticipate so yeah, they wrote yeah. it quite broadly and he just said oh what about this I could say that or I could do this I could do that or one time Ian Amanda did this so I'll reference that and it was kind of he just made it absolutely his own because he's just so self-deprecating in his mm. sense of I don't know celebrity I guess I, for me Les Dennis went up in my esteem massively oh, 100%. This. I think he went up in a lot of people's estimations I, I read an interview in preparation for this where he said that pretty much the episode saved his life like before that not only no, you're thinking of ending it <laughs> no, 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 it sounds like it kind of was yeah actually thinking I'm going to end it all I'm thinking I'll do it here live on telly that'll show up <laughs> and then Melinda Messenger <laughs> come on Seth those are worth living for that's all Maggie Jensen no. yeah. Ashley Jensen again Maggie Jensen oh yeah you love it <laughs> uh, no but yeah but apparently yeah not just professionally as in like you know it kind of gave him a new it gave the public a new kind of idea of him and now mm. you know he does theatre and stuff but yeah like personally apparently he was he was pretty much at his he does theatre well this is just what apparently so yeah yeah he's he in the right he wants to get a lad in oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no he doesn't <laughs> we asked a hundred people do you want to go out tonight and watch Les Dennis in Panto our survey said why don't people want to come out and see Les Dennis? They do. Why don't twice as many? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the thing. That's the great theme about. I mean, we're kind of like shoving it all in into this one little segment of his intro segment, aren't we? But one of the great themes of this episode is the fact that he is kind of the perfect encapsulation of it's just never enough for him, is it? Like Les. Yeah. I mean, he is going through a shit time, but he can't. He's, he's always thinking, "Why don't?" Yeah, he's getting people to come to see him in Panto, but he's still like, "Why can't twice as many?" Yeah, why can't and that is that is the that is pretty much the theme of extras, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Why can't twice as many? Why can't I be twice as lucky as I am? But the thing is, you could argue maybe Andy's on the way up, right? Mm-hmm. And Les is obviously on the way down, and they yeah, sort for of Andy, cross, this is way up, and, they're, and, and they yeah. do cross paths sort yeah, of yeah. on those yeah, two yeah. different trajectories. <clears throat> but it should really serve as a bit of a warning for Andy, really, because obviously he's climbing this this slippery ladder and. You know what kind of? How can you imagine Andy would respond to being put in Les's position? So if he had a sort of the nation's um, national treasurer as a quiz host, but somehow had a bit of a problem with the relationships, got on the wrong side of the tabloids, how would Andy respond to being absolutely torn to shreds? And then ends like up that? on celebrity with brother. Yeah. Oh, we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I suppose actually now that you mention it, but yeah, he should have learned for his lesson from listening. Well, to yeah, this. I wonder if that's if I wonder if that is a del- in the Christmas special with the final episode of Extras whether that is a deliberate callback to this because this does it watching it back. In, in order, like in terms of like kind of keeping an eye on Andy's narrative arc, this does seem like a seminal, yeah, kind of, like, important, a pivotal moment, exactly, yeah, well, where he should kind of learn his lesson. And the yeah. overall and the final scene where it's it's Maggie and 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 Andy on the phone to each other, despite both of them, after both of them had these interactions with people who chasing fame but don't have any friends, mm. and then these two are kind of on the phone to each other. Like and they've got each other at least. I was going to say that I love like, how they tie that together. Yeah, yeah, really that, nice. At yeah. the end of the episode, that feels like that should be kind of Andy's wake up call. But like you don't need to chase this. But he obviously mm. doesn't learn his lesson. I almost felt like I love that 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 you mentioned that because I, I it's one of those episodes where 
they both go off. The two main characters, as I'm going to refer to them, by the way, from now, go off on such separate trajectories. They all yeah. sort of start off at the beginning. You've got Maggie and her journey with Bunny and the family, <laughs> and then you've got um, Andy with his journey with Les. And they don't really meet up again, so they have that first scene. I think the last scene that they're both together, Andy and um, him, are in Les's dressing room. Yeah. At the very yeah. beginning when they're meeting, and then they go off on their separate journey, and then they just have that little call... Cool, ties it all ties up. Ties it all yeah. together really nicely. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's a daily thing that these guys are going through. Yeah. It's really sweet. But... Yeah, yeah, and we, so we know that despite it all... Andy kind of he should be okay because he's he, he hasn't learned his lesson from this yeah. episode, but we know. But okay, despite everything, he's got Maggie. Yes, and we know Maggie's going to be fine because she isn't chasing you know the, the Yankee dollar, but, <laughs> but we, the fame. But we know that Andy is. But we kind of just from this episode, we're like okay, at the moment he's still going to be right as long as he keeps mm. Maggie on side. But I think I think this episode definitely revealed to me how just how. You know, Andy's got ideas way above his station. He's really ungrateful about the idea. Mm. And for he's, ne- he's never paid his due. <sighs> yeah, yeah. He's really ungrateful about it. Les Dennis is quite a big name. Massive name. And, he can't and, get an elite Panto, elite. and he just turns his nose up at it like he's bloody outrageous. And, you know, De Niro or something. And, you know. and he just says, oh, yeah. You know, I've got, I've got loads coming in, and then he just says that one thing. And he goes, oh, I thought you were going to go for that. And to be fair, if, I was, if I was him, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, you should go for it. He can't get a line in anything, right? Yeah, yeah. And then to suddenly go to getting the genie. The genie's like the, literally the lead role. And you know, usually every, the role that we're, we're, the celebrity would yeah, be in it. Robin Williams, Will Smith. Aladdin. That's the marquee name who plays the genie. It yeah. makes and breaks Aladdin performances. It and does. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it's the centre stage of it the is. posters. And so, also, what you notice, what I notice from this, in the classic scene where he is the genie, which you all know Danny, Halloween, as the genie we might try and find that video we've got to unearth that one yeah but what you what what, what, (laughs) what I got from that scene I couldn't do it again I'm just not fat enough (laughs) a bit of foreshadowing for when the whistle blows later that actually he's also quite good yeah yeah I was going to say that the camp kitschy stuff and we discussed it in the last uh, podcast with extras how if David Brent just relaxed found his level and stopped trying to be something he wasn't People yeah, would respond so better to him. And Andy Millman, you know, if he just relaxed and realised as an actor that is his level of competence, yeah, can yeah, yeah. be strength, actually stuff, and just try to be the best he could at that, then yeah. maybe some of them, you know, build up a resume in theatre, accept graciously the roles with Les Dennis. Yeah, yeah, it's not high art, but, you know, it's something... It's a living. Maybe people have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally, then, all you've done before that is be an extra. You haven't even absolutely. been in the film. Absolutely, it's not exactly. earned his corn to do that. And then maybe once you've got a resume in theatre, doing what you're good at, campy stuff, making people laugh, then someone might go, yeah, get him in for the serious role. Once 100%. In a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's found his level. But instead, in his head, he's bloody like he always references Oscar Wilde in this. But the worst episode. part is yeah, he, en- yeah. he ends up doing that anyway. He ends yeah. up just pursuing those sort of la- uh, camp roles. Yeah. But he tortures himself the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Instead of just embracing it and making it like like Brent, if he just let go of who he thought he was and enjoy yeah. who he actually was especially since yeah. I mean obviously yeah. we're kind of jumping forward a little bit but especially since we see him in the Ian McKellen episode that when he oh. is given the chance to kind of take on a serious yeah, exactly. kind of prestigious role he just can't have he it he his can't homophobia do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> another brilliant bunny episode but, you know, he, <laughs> exactly, yeah, he, yeah. He, that's the thing like he, he won't be a serious gay person in that thing but he doesn't mind being a ridiculous one in this no. <laughs> bit of a contradiction really isn't <laughs> it? and I always every time I see Ricky Gervais is the genie. I laugh. Yeah, oh, it's because it's so funny when he walks. I laugh. Just, just, at it. And I laugh just thinking. And I laugh it. thinking about Danny <laughs> laughing. Jack, Jack, Jack. Danny's got the best. The only laugh people laughing about that bunch of gays. <laughs> <laughs> Blimey! What a big puff, cheeky. <sighs> How does somebody as big as you fit into this tiny lamp? Don't worry about it. I'm used to squeeze myself into tight holes. Oh, <gasps> no pain, no gain. But I think that's a reference to, if you watch the, I think it might actually be the extras features on the first series of extras, where 
the Ricky, extras of extras. Yeah, <laughs> where Rick, extra. Ricky, <laughs> Ricky and Steve. Uh, Steve does a little bit where he talks about the different characters that that um, that Ricky Gervais can play, and he basically mm. says you can play the funniest you can play, thing you've you can ever play David Brent, you can play Andy Millman, and then he brings up a character called Dirty Old Queer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which Count David, the right yeah, royal queer. It's obviously yeah. a little in joke between them. It's probably been going on for years, and he basically just does the genie face. Yeah. So I guess but probably what Gervais is doing with the genie in this episode is a reference to a little in joke that him and Steve have had going back for years. <laughs> We've got to get some of that Camp David stuff. Camp David, the right royal gay, is the name of the character. <laughs> hello. Oh, hello. Oh look, it's Camp David, the right queer gay. Oh, hello, hello. You you look all gay today. Is that because it's nice weather? Oh no, that's not what it means. Oh, have have you got a girlfriend, Camp David, the right queer gay? No, but I've got a boyfriend. <laughs> oh, bye. Have you watched? Have you watched like the court, the outtakes of him like trying to get through that scene without laughing? Oh, it's so yeah, good. Even on the, the corpses. <clears throat> even on the final cut, you can see that he's, yeah, he's trying desperately go, yeah, hard yeah, not is. to laugh. Yeah, the out- yeah. The, the, the outtakes <laughs> looking like he's not quite <laughs> succeeding. Yeah. The outtakes yeah. and corpsing at any Gervais show is just ah, uh, it, it makes me like his laughter is so effective, <clears throat> yeah. isn't it? I'd watch oh. a thirty-minute episode of yeah, Corpsing. Yeah, I, 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 I would. Yeah. If, I, if I'm ever feeling down, I always put on the YouTube the uh, yeah any extras, extras or outtakes. Of yeah, 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 the art of corpsing of, of Gervais. Yeah, even him laughing in like the invention of lying is yeah. funny. It's just an infectious laugh. That's why I love the XFM show because they're so relaxed and they just laugh their way through it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So good. Yeah. Hang on, we were love talking. To see on... them laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they laugh all the time. <laughs> That's mental. That's That's mental. We were talking earlier about maybe Andy should take some warning from seeing Les uh, sort of behaving in his downfall take and all that the kind warning. of stuff. <laughs> 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 that was... <laughs> no, that's not what I want, Danny. <laughs> but you notice that a character trait that Andy doesn't show very often is sort of empathy and sort of pity yeah, for people. No, but yes, he does take yeah, yeah, Les yeah, under yeah, his yeah. wing. So on some level, he sticks up for Les and sort of goes for a pint with him and it's completely like hug at that point, yeah there's, there's nothing self-serving about it do you know what I mean and that's an interesting twist on Andy's yeah. character we don't normally see that and also there's a fact that he tells him about the stagehand getting off with his girlfriend I mean what's at that particular time when they're about to go on stage because well, he was about to because he's just well, Les, Les, Les was blustering wasn't he he was saying like he was trying to look <laughs> like Hollywood. Shot, going, yeah. going oh I should yeah. just leave her obviously he doesn't want to leave her <laughs> but he's just saying it to be like I can't put the poor girl through all this crazy Les Dennis fame right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and when the, when he says it, it should go over the stage hand that facial expression that he pulls where his face just drops he just yeah. collapses he collapses in his chair yeah. naked he, he doesn't there's that, there's that shot isn't there he's got his hands covering his desk. that whole scene is meant come to on Les like, cover like, up he, he, yeah. the, the fact that he just got completely naked he probably like for that for he went and throughout the whole episode he properly like exposes himself doesn't yeah. he obviously oh, yeah. like physically metaphorically you can imagine Les Dennis in 2005 gets a phone call from Ricky Gervais one of the hottest hottest properties in, in, oh, yeah. in showbiz at that time saying I want you to be in my new show and he obviously thought yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go for it. And you're going to be sandwiched between <laughs> Sam Jackson and Kate Winslet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah, yeah. that. But then you could also. He's done Celebrity Big Brother, so he's already proved he's got light. Fair, he doesn't care this, about dignity and stuff. This was a time where he was absolutely torn to shreds. He was the whipping boy of the whole what press. What was he being torn to shreds by at the time? Let's go into it. Well, it wasn't very nice, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's just the red top game. Let's catch us up with the career of Les Dennis, right? Because we have got American listeners, we've got South African listeners, as we know, currently number one. So. Les Dennis, he is famous in England for being the host of 
uh, Family Fortunes, right? Yeah. 90s Saturday Night. If I'm wrong, he is famous for more than the <laughs> uh, Mavis Riley impression. Well, Family Fortunes Fortune. was huge, but what, what did he do before that? Was he a stand-up? He was. He's, no he, one remembers. We don't remember, but if you ask this your parents, right, they'll point. tell you, because he's the classic I end probably of the won't, peer, to be old, fair. He's the classic end of the pier, old school British. Yeah. He's probably working, old guard, isn't he? Working, yeah. working man's club. Working man's yeah, club, right. And then in 1974, he won uh, New Faces, which is which was the equivalent of Britain's Got Talent. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And basically, it, and it, but it was bigger than Britain's Got Talent because, you know, this was when there was only two channels yeah. on the air. So if you won a talent show like that on TV, you were basically the biggest thing in the country. Right? Like so, <laughs> he always does this. Danny, every t- every t- Danny is, for the sake of the audience, is literally like about to explode with laughter. It's time, making me laugh just thinking about it. We'll think of something else. <laughs> every time I go into a bit of explanation, I look up and Danny's giggling. Right. But the thing, the thing about Les Dennis is he does, he brings to mind working men's clubs, Blackpool yeah, yeah, yeah. Pier, yeah, Blackpool yeah. Pleasure Beach, the old tradition of comedy in this country. He's like, it's almost like he's the metaphor of like an industrial revolution in show business. Do you know what I mean? You've got all these are different things that have gone elaborate in the sense that like celeb- um, comedians and stuff and, and performers are manufactured on such a right, rate yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's effectively this working class guy who cut his teeth doing all these working man's clubs at the end of the pier real yeah, kind yeah, of salt yeah. of the earth comedian and Michael Barrymore and type Michael Bar- yeah Michael yeah, Barrymore yeah. he just gets completely washed over as from, from all these people he's over Cheggers the years from that ilk as well he is isn't he yeah yeah Cheggers yeah, kind of. quite Keith Harris he all came up people. as a child star in films Orville yeah yeah Keith Orville yeah yeah what's his name the racist one Bernard Manning. Bernard Manning. Yeah, the yeah, racist. Yeah. Yeah. The racist. Yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> the Is that libelous? I don't know what happened. Ra- racist in peace. As the headline, somebody died. Oh my god. <laughs> Tommy Chubby Brown. Yeah, yeah Roy Chubby Brown. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Tommy back, Cooper. Off the back awful, of yeah. awful man. So off the, off the back of winning <laughs> oh, new faces. That funny? Having that. Off the back of winning new faces, Les becomes yeah. He becomes a TV staple. Ends up hosting Family Fortunes. Does that until 2002. So at that time, from 2002, 87 to 2002. Yeah, on Saturday. Saturday night TV every night Family Fortunes which in America is called Family Feud um, it was it was a Saturday it got night big in America Saturday right, night yeah. staple wasn't it it was a Saturday night you had, Absolutely. It while, you had it while you're having your tea if it's up there I'll give you the money myself <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah it was in front of your tea if you were lucky enough to have a tray and, and sit in front of the tea yeah, yeah, and really yeah, you yeah. watched something like yeah. Family Fortunes yeah yeah and then so he was like yeah one of the biggest stars in England and then and at the time, he was going out of uh, an up-and-coming actress called Amanda Holden, mm-hmm. who is now more famous now because she's the host of Britain's Got Talent. Indeed, yes. Uh, but at the time, she was, kind of, she was in the Grimleys. Do you remember that? Yes. No. No, I, I, I don't do. remember anything except... For, Come on, Danny, what's the, Danny, what's the Grimleys? It's, uh, your it's set in Birmingham. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, Brian, it's, Brian Connolly it's, it's it. set in Birmingham in the 70s, and everyone yeah. likes Slade. She and was, she, kinda, she was like she, the sexy teacher. She's like the sexy teacher, and Brian Connolly's like the PE teacher, and the kid, the fat kid... The fat kid's got... Called Gordon's got a crush on her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. described her once as having a terrifying formaldehyde vinyl mask hockey face. <laughs> vinyl hockey mask. Which <laughs> <laughs> is quite harsh, but then when, uh, next time I looked at her, I thought, yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of those. Oh, I remember in 1995, you know, she was a cracker. Yeah, and, uh, she still looks like she did in 1995. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, but the real turning point in Les Dennis's career comes when Amanda Holden. Has an affair with Neil Morrissey. Neil Morrissey, yeah. Who was, a, who was a kind of a. The lad. He was Yeah, one of the lads. Well, he was men bad, 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 It was yeah, lager yeah, culture. It yeah. was perfect, though, for the Red Tops. Do you know what I mean? This is literally yeah. as, as good as when it gets. When was that? Because it was already. Was, she was already 17 years younger. Yeah. And, and the joke was that Les Dennis was punching, punching way above his weight. Yeah. 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 So then when she. Uh, had um, cheats on him and they start separating and getting a divorce. And the joke was kind of like, oh, yeah, well, we all knew this was going to come. But Les Dennis was obviously 
devastated. People were and worried about off, his mental health. Back, mm. of, yeah, and, no, but they weren't. And so he was on. He went in Celebrity Big Brother, right? And that's yeah. when everyone realised actually, shit, this is a real person whose wife is yeah, cheating yeah. on him. And he did it in the public eye. And in Celebrity Big Brother, he pretty much had a very public. Breakdown, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't have a breakdown. <laughs> even, even, even at the time, everyone was a bit like, "Oh, look at her! What a gold digger!" You know, poor Les, yeah, 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 uh, poor yeah. Les, national treasure. So there was but like, they were also simple... having a laugh at it. But yeah. to be fair, they were, they're, they're, this is the thing though with the press. They take they take it to the extreme where they really ridicule someone and just run them into the ground. But then at some point, the British public kind of loves an underdog, so they, they yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. at some so point the tide turns exactly the tide turns yeah, and yeah. it becomes he becomes this poor cockold instead of being <laughs> do you know what I mean it's true and, and being taken advantage of by Neil Morrissey and this horrible Amanda Holt and and he kind of. I think at one point they kind of got back together, him and Amanda, for a little while or something yeah, before being private. But then, he, right was on but then he cheated on her. Yes, she said she said oh, she, really? she said she was actually relieved because it meant she could just yes, get out of the marriage. No questions asked because she'd had enough of it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, he's had the last laugh having Neil Morrissey because you know well, what's ca- what's yeah, he done? Yeah, home, yeah, home based he adverts. Yeah, home based yeah. adverts. Well, he's made years. fucking loads of Bob the Builder. I was going to say Bob the Builder. You don't realise it. Bob Neil Morrissey made fucking loads. Well, I think you know Les would rather have the respect of his comedy peers in the podcast. Cost me about it. The bloody kid, yeah. home base adverts. Prefer and our kids respect TV. individually. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And yeah, sitcom aging badly. It was twenty years ago. So. <laughs> sitcom aging badly. <laughs> Have you ever watched Men Behaving Badly? Recently? I watched no, it recently. Oh, it's I, fucking unreal. It was bad, right? I was sat there watching it, and I had my foot up on the puff in front of me. Oh, <laughs> oh. Here we go. I, and, and I was drinking a can of beer. And I was just for watching our, it. For, hang on, for our American listeners, uh, when Danny says he had his feet on the puff, what he means is there's a foot it's rest. a footrest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What a big puff. Yeah. yeah. And um, and Neil and yeah, I think it was they were both sat in exactly the same position, also holding a can of beer. And I was like, oh my god, it's become my life. <laughs> oh, you should laugh at this one as a kid. You think I don't end up being a loser like that? What's happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Top answer. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, Neil, so at the time he was casting extras, he was pretty much the nation's joke. He was yeah, going he was. through that at the time. That was the thing that was unique about Les Dennis as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the stuff when, when this aired, it was fresh in the memory of people. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was real life stuff, which they played with you know and it really was really brave of him to do it absolutely yeah. and when they, when you say they played with it they they wrote this for him but they said in one of the interviews i was talking about earlier that they said it, they they were outraged basically that he was treated like that so they wanted to kind of Give shine a light on how ridiculous and how yeah. shit that they've been to him and actually how he is just a normal guy and all that kind of stuff so it's kind of a lifeline that they threw him obviously that he clearly latched onto and made the most of Obviously, obviously, Stamone is Amanda Holden. That's that, that, that's beyond reasonable doubt. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Th- I think I think the um, I thought the idea was that people would conclude that it's like he's getting himself in with her with another a wrong one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, too yeah. blind to see it. Yeah, yeah. He's done an Amanda Holden that way yeah. probably wrong. Well, now he's yeah. repeating and he the same mistake lessons. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think because he, he wrote a book not long ago and it's called uh, Must the Show Go On, right? Yeah. And it was his own autobiography. Here we go. See, <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But he does. He, he exactly. That's it. But he does kind of. was too busy listening. And in that, he's, he's very, very open about things he's done wrong and stuff. And he does basically go on to openly say that he courted the celebrity culture. Wow. You know, he did play with fire and he admits as much when, you know, in that book. So he says things like, and I think this is where one of the scenes in this episode is drawing from, that him and Amanda, when they were sort of trying to make up, they phoned the press and and told them that they were going to be somewhere at a certain time so that oh, they could they orchestrate of, yeah, some candid yeah. shots so, of them so having a good time. Up, yeah. And obviously that's, uh, put that in. <laughs> Make sure you put <laughs> that in. It's exactly the kind of thing I reckon he's kind of improvised on and helped sort of to push yeah, along. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but think about how he 
so when he got that phone call from Gervais and Merchant, he so could have taken that the wrong way, couldn't he? Mm. I mean, we've spoken off off mic about how the fact that Keith Harris was supposed yes. to be in, in the extras, right? But he didn't want to take the piss out of his image. He didn't no. want to. He didn't think it was anything to be mocked. Didn't want to take it. And yeah. so, and he, it sounds like to, <clears throat> towards the end of his life, which yeah, he didn't realise it, but this was <laughs> when Keith <laughs> Harris was asked to be in extras. He was so kind of. He God was rest so, his soul. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was so um, kind of. <laughs> bitter about how he was considered because oh, he because he like les dennis like the Michael Louis Barrymore, Roof, he, yes he, yeah. he had come up in he had come up in kind of the working men's clubs like kind of really kind of like tested his metal against the toughest crowds in the world mm. and uh but then at that point keith harris variety uh, who, it was who, yeah variety yeah keith harris at that point was just known for kind of having a duck his hand up a duck <laughs> yeah so he didn't want to mock it yeah he, i mean that comes across in that louis theroux thing he's but, so so conscious of his yeah. image but imagine les, imagine if les dennis had taken that route oh yeah exactly this never which you happened. could easily have i mean because we're they were mocking more than just oh it's the crappy les dennis or family fortunes they were mocking well, he could have considered it mocking his whole breakdown and his personal life and the breakdown of his of his marriage. Yeah, yeah. But luckily, he kind of he either saw the funny side of it or respected Gervais and Merchant enough, or he just kind of saw that there was a potential. I think, was quite <coughs> a, I think a mixture yeah. of all three of those. To I be honest, I think yeah, he would just you know he'd hit rock bottom. Yes, he had, <laughs> and he just thought he just thought you know, let's give this a go. Yeah. How could it get any worse? And yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably what he, he says now. You could say extras changed my life. Well, when you hit that bottom like that, the the only good thing to do is to start taking the piss out of yourself. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. only way you can move back up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the only way you can start to restore your dignity is to be completely open about it and just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is a shambles. You know. Well, you're a therapist, Seth. Would you, if if someone like Les Dennis, if Les Dennis had come to you, yeah. would you have advised him to take to just take the go on extras? I would have asked him what, what the function was. Who was he doing it for? Yeah, and probably said, yeah, go for it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody yeah, else is listening, yeah. there you go. About hundred pounds an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Go for it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to major credit cards accepted. I'm not going to appear on a sitcom making fun of myself in front of millions of people. I've got some dignity. Yeah, but we've, we've talked about it before, right? How the best ingredients for these guest stars is someone who's really, really happy to take the piss out of themselves with a good sense of humour and just jump right in. And this episode, I would say, like we talked about earlier, is it the best episode? But it's definitely got the best. I'd say most consistent scenes. Do you know what I mean? Every scene in this in this episode is just so memorable to me. It's just every moment is perfect. It's the only episode of extras where, like The Office, we talk about a lot is 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 flawless in a sense. And extras is you know it's great, but it's far from flawless. This episode stands out in my mind 100%. because it is consistently funny, consistently brilliant from scene to scene to scene. Like and, I would and, literally laugh out loud pretty much in every scene. Yeah. And I think they also knew that they had, like we were saying last week about how the Kate Winslet episode, they were trying to say something about <coughs> atheism yeah. and religion. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. But and it, it felt like a bit too much of a mouthpiece for their opinions rather than for the comedy. But I think yeah. with this one, especially probably once, as soon as they got Les Dennis to say yes, they knew they had gold to work with. Yeah. And they actually have a strong theme to work with. They actually have something that can actually be, in, in the end, quite poignant and say something. And you know, it saved a man's life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> is that fact now? We're just gonna. Yeah, well, he said it. He said it. Did. Oh, did he? Oh, I didn't no, know that. I thought you he... suggested that. No, 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 no. Oh, he wow. said it in the interview, but like it changed his life. It oh, saved he his should life, know. Kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, yes. Yeah, so, so I think that. Like you're saying, Seth, every scene in this episode, it's even the stuff with Maggie, because you know we said about how it all kind of ties in yeah. again at the end when Maggie and Andy are on the phone together mm. and they have that conversation. But every scene 
kind of is working towards a goal. And so yes. if you take out any of the scenes, number one, you're losing a funny scene, but number two, you're losing part of the arc of the episode, yeah. which yeah. kind of just builds up to something. Which isn't always the case with it. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, even, I mean, the thing I love about this one in particular is that you notice Andy and Maggie are basically playing it straight the whole way through. Yeah. Everybody else yeah. is an absolute lunatic. I was going to ask you, Danny, actually, it must have been quite hard to... to I look for a, always knew you were Brent. There isn't so. one. There no, isn't I didn't think one. I couldn't think one. No, it isn't. Because it's totally straight. It's, it's so not. There's no dead wood. It's not really. A, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. It's not really about in this episode. It's, he kind no, of, it's it, like him and Maggie kind of take a back seat to respectively um, Les and Bunny. Speaking of Bunny, though, we do have oh. to talk about him because he, number one, is a brilliant comedy Bunny. character. And, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> and we didn't know it at the time, but he was going to come back. So obviously Gervais and Merchant three oh. times. So obviously Gervais and Merchant knew, yes. knew, knew what goal they had with, with Absolutely. Uh, and Gerard he, Kelly. He's a bit of a face himself, wasn't he? He's, he is actually a panto star, uh, historically. You can see it in his performance. Everything yeah. about him screams yeah. Blackpool Pier, panto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every movement he makes embodies the <coughs> whole culture. When he's doing the dance and he's yeah. like, well, oh, well, oh. You know, he's, 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 he's he just thrusts like, his arms, yeah, he turns looks, his head. But it, he's it, too it, convincing. You know he's got a backbone in it. But behind the funniness, there's a very, very dark story here because it's like a dad who <laughs> suffers. It's a dad who's, you know, in a, a, who's a repressed homosexual yeah. who suffocates his daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a really true. dark story. And I was watching this earlier with my mum and dad, actually, really, down the road yeah. before I came down here. And um, my mum was looking at it going, God, it's really sad, this episode. It's really quite dark. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can watch it one way and laugh like I normally do. But then when she said that, I thought, actually... This story arc here yeah, is, yeah. is really quite tragic. Quite a poisonous little element. <laughs> 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 to the episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my dad's um, described that as the most awkward scene in the history of television. Which one? Which one? The scene where um, they're doing the little performance oh, yeah. for all oh, those yeah. old yeah. people. <laughs> so, so it's bunny, just like, thank God I'm not there. Life. When you gotta speed it up And then you gotta slow it down Cos if you believe that a love can hit the top You gotta play around and soon you will find that there comes a time for making your mind up. 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 Right, whenever right, whenever we've been to a place, including this flat that we're recording in right now, there's two curtains that hang in the front room. <laughs> and Danny is always, always trying to get me to do that, that with him. We should do it. I think you should put it out to the people of Twitter, James. Do what? they want to see a video of the view of well, Danny, man, I'm not you doing, Danny no. doing Danny Bruce Negamix? Do, like <laughs> no, 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 they won't want to do that. But then, then I've got I've got to stand them in like leather well, trousers and berate you afterwards Danny, Danny, for Danny, not Danny, doing enough rehearsal. How about this for Halloween? <laughs> well, oh, I'll dress exactly. up, I'll Danny, for that. Halloween. I'll dress up as Bunny and you dress up as you dress up as Bunny. I don't want to be the girl. But it's just. Yeah, from the, from the minute you see Bunny, you just know that you know he's gay, and that's the story. I wonder if anyone ever seen Gerard Kelly, the actor, being anything else. Like, does he actually move and talk and act? Like he was a villain. Or something? Yeah, yeah, in EastEnders, he was a hard man. He's kind of a villain in this as well. Yeah, he is pretty horrible. He's this, horrible to his daughter. He's yes, but like you said, I, I, I thought the same. But when you just brought up the fact that he's kind of obviously, I mean, it's, it's clear. You, you know it while you're watching it. But when you really think about it, he is a repressed homosexual. He's obviously... Barely repressed. He's, he's, <laughs> but, you know, he's bumming red boys in his dressing room. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> repressed. Yeah. 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 What's sad is that his, his, his daughter and presumably his wife and their families around that 
obviously are either hiding it or don't know it as well. Do you know what I mean? Or trying to live with the lie. And, he's, just got, don't and, really, and, and yeah. he's forcing, it, it's, he's clearly forcing what he wants for himself onto his daughter to the point where maybe he's got a, it, this is a very 2019 take on it, but maybe he's got a gender identity crisis. Like, had it, maybe he wants what, what his daughter Lizzie could have the opportunity to have. Maybe he wanted to be a female, you know... Definitely. Pantomime, you know, panto ballerina, you know, performer. Do you know what I mean? You know, Maybe, yeah. I live yeah. in your job won't be seen dead in that. level of my area of expertise. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I'm not really a 2019 kind of guy. So, so he's living vicariously through his daughter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, he does, he does go for the like, bruise. But, but, but I think it's, yeah. it goes deeper than just that, oh, he wants... He wants he wants to be a performer, so he's making his daughter be a performer. His his frames of reference are all these kind of female tits and show tits. queens. Do you tits know what I mean? Tits. Olivia Newton John. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's others. Do you know what I mean? Fuck's <laughs> 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 face. Right yeah, I got loads of Fuck's face. Fuck's face. You know, and yeah, you get your yeah, guns. Yeah, 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 basically their performance. But yeah. I mean, that's horrible as well with him. You know, doing <laughs> the grief yeah, dancing yeah, yeah, with his own daughter. He doesn't see anything sexual about it because to him it's not a sexual thing. Because he's not a sexual day. He, he, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, I probably I think you're think reaching a little bit. Yeah. I don't think I am. I genuinely no, no, don't. I, I, know I, what I, you're I think there's something to this. I'm sure that Jermaine's merchant were thinking about it, but that's 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 the genius of art, isn't it? That you can kind of like the, the artist puts what they want out into the world, and you can yeah, read it. Jermaine, I'm reading into it that if Bunny was alive now, he'd be having a, a uh, ge- gender true. reassignment. I think. Okay. Or maybe but. just be gay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Same to you, are they? Well, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. But luckily, he has a he has a happy ending, doesn't he? Because he comes out, he, kicking, he, he, he joins some cock and kill free, and, <laughs> and then he number. becomes mates with George Michael. He's probably having a great so, time. This episode is slightly different to all the others because if you remember, all of the other episodes start with a clip from a film or something. This one starts just straight away on the desk with Darren Lamb. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's how kind of sets up the rest of the episode, saying, "Oh, you know, could you work on your physique a little and, bit?" And, you know? and this is and it's also the, that you can get him the job where, as a genie. Where Millman reveals himself to be a real ungrateful bastard. Oh yeah, massively. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, like <clears throat> ideas above his station. Absolutely, but I mean, it's quite sort of <laughs> subtly tactful by Darren Lamb that he he sets up this whole losing yeah, yeah. weight conversation just tan. to just he <laughs> throws in the tan. Well. Just to sort of, yeah, yeah it's such it's a good guy. It's a real good punch sna- snappy, jo- snappy punchline that yeah, starts yeah, yeah. the really episode. Really good. And then, a, and then, of course, um, ten, you hear Bunny, like, you know, discussing when he thinks he's out of earshot, saying that basically Andy's his, you know, last oh. resort. He can't have John O'Connor because he's not fat but enough. That's, that's the thing. Even if you're not an extra, it still can be brutal. Yeah. Because, you know what I mean? They're just going to say these things right in front of you unless it's like, oh, And no. these kind of panto, panto, for want of a better word, kind of queens, like, mm. like Bunny... They, in my experience with these kinds of people, they oh. are quite brutal. They are quite experienced yeah. with these kinds of people. Have, have you ever watched a cosmopolitan? So, Seth, you were very, you were very old friend, were you? <laughs> How many watches? What's that watch? What's that watch you're wearing? Yeah. Have you yeah, seen, yeah, what's that watch you're wearing? Have you seen RuPaul's Drag Race before? Yeah, they're brutal. They are genuinely the most cutting cats I've ever seen. My friend used to call them scene queens. Yeah, scene queens. It was like. He was like, they, they are really, really yeah, there is a culture of that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Catty. Yeah, really yeah. catty. And really blunt and... We just got desperate. Yeah. 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 I love that. He's, he's, he's really saying all these really horrible things. But he's, did you notice his, his, his folder? He's got bunny and little stars <laughs> written on it. Do you know what I mean? This benign yeah. little bunny. No, but it is true. Like, having been on an extra in film sets myself, you can see, and it goes back to when Maggie kind of, like, she was told her tits weren't nice enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
they do kind of like because it's all it's all so fast moving like yeah. being an extra on a film set being uh, being and an extra superficial panto. is what yeah. you look like it, it's, it, yeah, yeah it's fast moving it's superficial people are waiting time is money so they kind of do just they are brutal and cutting yeah. because they got no, that, nose is too they big haven't got off. time to yeah, ice yeah, yeah. but I mean that's kind of a reality of the business and if, if that, Andy does seem like he's quite um, not quite prepared for that yeah. Every every yeah. time something like that happens to him, he rolls he his eyes quite, or he, he looks, looks quite, exasperated. He looks quite kind of like what? Uh, he yeah. does a little Tim face off camera. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he's yeah. he, he's not ready for the, the brutal realities of the show business. What life. would be good enough for him though? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. He, yes. What would possibly be good enough? Whether he That's why would I'm, it be to get the lead in something? Something it would have to be something of like really sophisticated and, and artistic, but even then, he's like not an Ian McKellen get, uh, play yeah, about, exactly. about homosexual kind of repressed, which is really high art, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really, yeah. really credible. Yeah, yeah. Although that so, plays shit, though. I've yeah, got to say, supposed to, <laughs> in practice, because he makes it shit. Yeah, well, no, yeah. no, it does look like it's just come on the script. Are you, still, yeah, are you still talking about the sea? That does not look like a good play. But still, in the reality of extras, that's the kind of thing that you're playing at the national. It'd be getting it's credible. Yeah, yeah, but it's still not good enough for him. Yeah, exactly. So he's not really cut out to be an actor. His level—that's what, that's what I mean. His level is—if you're going to cut out all those kind of roles, your level is the genie in Aladdin, and that's what he's good at. It's but probably he won't, a, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a comment in there somewhere, but he's kind of—he wants—he knows what he wants, but he doesn't want to work for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that probably he's entitled. Yeah, he is entitled, and I, I don't know whether that's a comment on the on the industry and the types of people that were in there, or whether that's just. He, that's the way he sees. I don't know. There, there, there's got to be some sort, some meaning there. About, there might thing. be a comment on society. I mean, or it's, it's, it's tough to find a parallel because Gervais himself, his background is that he was kind of. I mean, he he. He was on XFM as a presenter and a producer, so he he was on the eleven o'clock show. Do you know what I mean? So he obviously harboured some kind of um, a desire to be some kind of on-camera yeah. personality, but he it wasn't until he was like 43, 45 yeah. that he made The Office, and he made it. In a way that jowls, <laughs> he held he held all the cards because he was willing to walk away and say, if you don't let me direct it, if you don't let me write it, if you don't let me have final cut, yeah. if you don't let me have it, make it exactly how I want, I will walk away. Which it's hard to say that Milman is a comment on that because when Milman gets that chance, he doesn't walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is still so desperate to make it. He would walk he's over his make, grandmother what, to, to he's, get something. He's happy to make when the when the whistle blows, which is clearly supposed to be an office. What Milman clearly intends it to be an office like analog. Do you know what I mean? Like it's supposed mm. to be the office, but set in a factory in Wigan. That's uh, what he wants, and he turns it into Mrs. Brown's Boys because he's so desperate to just be on TV no matter what. Yeah. Whereas it seems like Gervais himself. Yeah, away, it's, it's like Gervais is saying what could have happened to the office if he'd let the BBC run yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, so, so that's why. Sorry, Danny, but I mean that's why it kind of seems like he hasn't. I don't think he that he does have much sympathy for Milman. Do you know what I mean? I think he's like, think this he's... is what I could have been if I wasn't so brilliant and genius. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean? Imagine no. the office, but instead of set in a paper merchant office, it's set in a warehouse. Like the same kind of it's tone. It's mental. The same... <laughs> <laughs> upstairs, downstairs. Yeah. The same kind of tone. The same kind of style of humour. The same way it's made. But yeah. set in a factory in Wigan rather than an office in Slough. Do you know what I mean? That's mm. what I imagine when the whistle blows was supposed to be. Yeah. And it's like a kind of there but for the grace of God go I kind of thing where it's like, yeah, where Gervais and Merchant are like, God, look at what would have happened if we didn't have such so much dignity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then I, I don't believe like in the universe of the show that you're meant to think Andy Millman is as good as like Gervais no, and exactly. Steve Merchant. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're meant well, to think actually, that actually he's, he's tried to do that, but it's uh, actually a bit shit, hence them turning it into when the whistle blows. I remember seeing... I can't remember what I was watching, but something where Ricky Gervais was talking about Andy Millman, and he said he likes Brent more than Milman. He finds yeah. Milman more pitiful 
than Brent well, because yeah. Brent is unguarded. Brent is unaware. You, there's a, there's almost a na- there's more of a naivety to Brent. He's more. Millman, he's a normal. Millman yeah. is aware of what he's doing. He knows how he's you know he, yeah. he wants to retain his integrity. He wants to appear like someone who's. <clears throat> Got all the integrity in the world, but in his heart of hearts, he's a sellout. He's got the thing is, Brent would love to be Mr. Stokes. You know what I mean? He, yeah, would, he yeah. wouldn't have any qualms about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put that wig on with yeah, pride, yeah. and if you walk out going, hey. In fact, Brent was <laughs> yes. pretty, exactly. Brent's probably yeah. that kind of audience for yeah, the way yeah, the whistle blows, yeah. the one that, that actually gets made. So Brent, <laughs> he, he's he's a fame. Imagine Brent as <laughs> yeah. He's a fame chaser. It's mental. <laughs> no, it's not that much of a stretch, really. So, <laughs> so Brent, Brent is a fame chaser, but he he is. He he doesn't have um, what's the word like he doesn't have any uh, any any qualms he doesn't have any ideas above his station. He's not pretentious. Yeah, he doesn't have any ideas above his station. He knows he knows kind of where his level is. It's just that it's higher than he can get to at that moment. Whereas Milman thinks is that the level is is high, but actually his level is low. Do you know, yeah, that's a crap way of explaining yeah. it. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, ideas above his station. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He thinks he's something he's not, but if he just accepted, like I said earlier, if he just accepted where he was, yeah. You know, so much human suffering goes from people wanting to be something they're not. Exactly. Not accepting what they are. And just he, going from there. And if he just you know, saw that playing the Camp Genie on Panto with Les Dennis could have been... He has the opportunity he there came in, he, He's himself because he came in so negative. You see his body language. Yes. Bunny's rehearsing with him. He's like... Oh, if he just saw it as the opportunity kid. that it is, then, I mean, it is weird because he does kind of... Um, become a really good, like good friends with Les so you'd think he would sort of take that cue and start to make the best of it yeah. do you know and, what I mean and, and in a way he does because he is genuinely really funny as the genie good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. even in the reality of the show he's got all the audience members laughing yeah, it's exactly. not awkward yeah, yeah. especially uh, since we hear that the the, the people that were supposed to play the genie were John O'Colman yeah he's in the uh, ranks with John them. Thompson uh, Christopher Biggins you know I mean? if you're on the way up you should be thinking okay progress I'm they were actually going for celebrities and then for some reason they ended up with Andy Millman who at this point is, <laughs> over Barry as well is, that's is not a little celebrity. subtle joke isn't there yeah, yeah, <laughs> even Barry didn't Barry. get it over him <laughs> even Darren Lyle at the time didn't, <laughs> didn't mention Barry <laughs> <laughs> And then we've got no. It's not the intro to Bunny when they're on stage doing the rehearsals, is it? That's the when he, that's the intro to Bunny's daughter. Yeah, you just it's really sad actually the story of his daughter because you can tell like the other girls on the show don't like because they go to lunch without her yeah, yeah. and then but you see she hasn't got any friends and it's just like it's just it's horrible. I think it's more in America with all the pageants and stuff that the kids go that's to. That's what it said. Yeah, but you know what I mean. She's she's been groomed for stardom, but she's not. And she's 29. She's 29. Um, she hasn't hit it yet. She's never going. She's never going. Sasha Baron. You know Sasha Baron Cohen. Did you ever watch Bruno? That yes. film he did, right? Yeah. Where he he pretends to be shooting an advert for Calvin Klein or something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he gets these these exactly like this these show parents to bring their babies in yeah. to talk about a photo shoot that he's going to do, and he's going to have one of the babies dressed as a Nazi, like with <laughs> another baby in a wheelbarrow, shoveling him into an oven <laughs> like that, and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine, yeah, 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 yeah. and we want to crucify your baby. It will only bleed a little bit. Yeah, that's fine <laughs> if they got the job, you know. I mean, it's just so yeah. I, I just think like twenty nine year old girl lives with her parents and has no friends and just has a load of old people to her person. But I remember watching that and I'd just come home from uni so I was actually feeling a little bit suffocated myself uh, and I yeah, saw yeah, that yeah. and it sort of broke me a little bit I was like oh my god that's so depressing yeah, yeah. Oh, they're all so old as well yeah like last the summer wine no but it is but like we Great said that's... <laughs> but that's kind of the danger and I think kind of as much as Les is a reflection of what Andy Millman could be if he if he's not careful if he doesn't mm. kind of watch himself and have a bit more self-reflection Lizzie is a is a parallel to what Maggie could be, but isn't because luckily Maggie doesn't care enough. Like you yeah, know what yeah. I mean. Like Maggie's kind it's of a bit, naive, Ma- Maggie's yeah. a, a, a bit too old to kind of not have her, you know, not have focus in her life and still being doing extra work and blah blah blah. But she at least kind of 
she knows her station life. She knows she's happy she, where she is. Yeah, happy she's enough. You she's know. still she's not trying to kind of she doesn't see well she did she doesn't in the professional capacity but i think her journey is the the, the romantic journey right? yeah she's unsatisfied yeah, that, in yeah, that area but yeah. like, all yeah. her focus of attention is meeting her prince and riding off into the sunset well, yeah she's just working for the sake of working but her they're both characters who want more than they've got yeah you know, but, but in different but, very different ways but but someone other than maggie another woman in maggie's position could be a lizzie where she kind of is still thinking yeah, that yeah. she might make it she's still got yeah her, watching her, her looks it's not even her who yeah, thinks yeah, she's yeah. gonna make it she's just it's almost she almost looks hypnotized it's like her dad she has been for 29 years yeah. dad told me i'd have too many friends oh, that's so famous. sad yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's really... like she, she's not she can't think for herself her yeah. dad's effectively brainwashed her <laughs> yeah. she's almost been held captive yeah like bunny you do look like the jesus you'd be messed up wouldn't you of course she's mental her dad's a gay but then of course the monster do you know what I want to do in life? You've never asked me. You know? yeah. So actually, this whole time, simmering under the surface, she wants to turn around and go, fuck off, Dad, but, she, but he's bullied her, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. can tell, because when Maggie just points it out, you know, in that she, very sort of expositional she, she, scene upstairs, crying, yeah. yeah, exactly, it's too she easy, it's just like your man. Which yeah. shows that she basically agrees with it all. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very sad. I wonder what Maggie's role on the orphans of Penny Farthing... <laughs> Language. Yeah, probably. And, yeah. and, and I wonder what that show was about. Well, this is what I was. I always kind of assumed that it was that like she was in it as a child. She was one of the orphans, and it was years ago. Oh, like maybe. a kind of I don't know a press gang. Kind oh, you of, think, or like you know, you think Maggie? Yeah, was I thought child they were child actors. I thought yeah, they yeah. were child actors. But yeah. thinking back on it, maybe they were just extras a couple of years before on a yeah. show called Orphans. Mm-hmm. Like, you know I mean, I like to think that Maggie was maybe a child actress. That's a hint that maybe Maggie was a child actress who kind of fell out of favour. Yeah, and just kind of decided not <coughs> because it's clear. From from what we've seen in Maggie on the show, that she she doesn't see being an extra as a stepping stone to an, a showbiz career. No, she she's just, just doing it Kate to make money. She just yeah. she says, "Oh, I'm just an extra. She, yeah. I'm not an actor." She doesn't even profess to be. And an we know actor. she works in a pub. Yeah, she just does it because you know it's something to fill the time, and she gets to hang out with Andy. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, and she's about eight years older than Thingy as well. So don't she, forget that. Yeah, because she's like she's like thirty seven, isn't she, Maggie? Like, whereas, older than who? Uh, Lizzie. Lizzie, who we know is oh, twenty nine. Yeah, she's twenty nine. Yeah. yeah, we know that. Very important birthday. Yeah, <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. <laughs> that whole family, man. There's so many good scenes where the butt of the joke is that the room's full of old people. Yeah, yeah. Have you noticed that in extra? So obviously you've got this party scene when he when she arrives and like the last of the summer wine are all there. Yeah. Get the fetch the glade. Now that's let off again, and then uh, straight away you can sit next to that. But um, the other one where uh, I use a cap, don't I, dear? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I pop a Johnny on as well. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah, what. Yeah. The episode yeah. it is, but no, it's no, the yeah, yeah, basically yeah. he bloke brings Maggie home and it's just a he lives with his parents. He's yeah, like yeah, 40, yeah. Is that even the next episode? No. That's like next. I, don't know. I, think I think it's series two. I think that's the next series. Yeah. There's no romantic arc in this for Maggie in this episode, which is no, yeah, it's true. Interesting because normally it follows her doomed romance, and I thought yeah. that there was going to be a bit of a theme, a thread of every episode you were going to see, it, but then they cut that out. Of well, maybe that's even another they, reason this is such a standout episode because we talked in when we did the office that it's these. Episodes that are work well by contrast to the others. Yeah. We haven't got that predictable storyline with Maggie having a romantic. It we haven't got the predictable the super superstar coming into the episode. It doesn't start the same way. There's well, quite a lot of differences. Because, and as we always say in those those episodes of The Office, or when they took it out of the office, yeah. And in extra in this episode of extras, they're taking it out of the office of extras because they're not on a film set. Yeah, exactly. They're not being extras in this. He's being he's, he's being actually the being co-star of Pantomime. Yeah. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with a film set. It's more, it's kind of more series two ish that way. It's mm. about him struggling in what. 
in the actual proper and, world and, of show. And his struggle yeah. is having a had a job. It's yeah. a precursor, some foreshadowing for when the whistle blows, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which kind of and interestingly enough, I would in the um, on on YouTube you can see it on the. Uh, an extras night in that that kind of like yeah, yeah, night, of, night of shows they did um, for on the BBC where and they interviewed some of the um, some of the cast of extras mm. and Les Dennis did an interview and he said that when when he got the phone call from Ricky and Steve he went into their writing office and on the wall was you know the breakdowns of all the episodes of Kate Winslet Samuel L Jackson <laughs> and, Les Dennis and, 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 and his episode was episode five so not episode four episode five <clears throat> so if you kind of if you see it in that way if this was maybe supposed to be episode five and they just moved it wholeheartedly then this is supposed to be the episode before Andy then takes yeah. a big step to give his script to, to Patrick Stewart it right? makes script. sense so it makes sense because I always thought that this is a bit strange he's, he's extra 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 out of the blue out completely out of nowhere he's chosen he he's chosen yes. as, as to have this kind of good role yeah exactly and then he goes back to being an extra, and then he gives his script to Patrick mm. Stewart. So maybe if you were to watch this as episode, I'm not saying it doesn't. It's not. It's like a the smoother ben, trajectory, isn't it? It's not it? like if the Ben Stiller episode. episode. It doesn't. It, it's not like it stands out that this isn't episode five. But maybe if you watched it as this is episode five, it would be extra, 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 extra. Then he gets the genie role in a pantomime, and then he takes the step up to being um, to to giving the script to Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, maybe this would be. You see this as giving him the kickstart that he needs to properly get his showbiz career going. Yeah, no, that makes you know sense. I mean? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. No, I, hadn't, I, mean, I didn't even know about it, actually, like, to be Like I said, it, it, <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't... It's not like it stands out at all as not being right for episode four, but it's interesting to think about. Well, extras, since, doesn't, extras doesn't really flow like that anyway, so I don't think it's... No, you don't think it does, but I mean, I think we saw well, with episode think, one and two, but when you flip them around, it works so well, much Well, if you think about the... Think about the the trajectory of his success, right? So if you were to measure the success in each episode, the first episode kicks off to that, doesn't even get a lot, get, yeah, doesn't even get anything. Second episode, uh, which is the one with Grant, Grant Mitchell, he gets a bit yeah. closer, he gets promised the line, doesn't quite get it, but yeah. it's in the, in the show. Third episode, which is the Winslet one, because actually gets a proper line, gets a scene. This one... Does would, he, yeah, yeah, when he's walking around the corner, oh, yeah, he doesn't yeah, get a line, I don't think, but he gets a gets scene. Gets his face in there, gets his fat little face in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then there's this one. No, sorry, then there's the, um, what do you call it, Samuel, Samuel Jackson one, where he gets a line with Samuel Jackson. Yes, doesn't right, quite yeah, get yeah. it, but he's sort of getting yeah, more so, and more every time, see, isn't so it? so that would be the step it's up to him getting his gradual progression, yeah, isn't yeah, it, yeah, when you think yeah. about it? Maybe we're just reaching for something. But talking about standout moments, Danny... What's your standout moment from this episode? I already know what it is. Obviously, it's going to be the genie. <laughs> although, although, yeah, the bit at the end is running well, it's, close. There's two, there's I two thought he was going to say something else. Astonishing moments. What do you want him to say, Jason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a close call between those two, but I mean, the genie, that's probably one of my, along with uh, the, sweets, the speech to the swindle lot, that's one of my favourite bits of TV Gervais has ever produced. <laughs> But every time you see that puff of smoke and then he comes walking out of yeah, yeah. it, it's cheeky. Yeah. And it is what just... It, it's, an, it, it's a scene that could just work well on its own. You don't need... Oh, yes. I've watched it a few you times. Could just I take it out and you could just see oh, the thing on its own. Yeah, you don't need the build-up to it. You don't need what comes after it. All you need is Les Dennis being, having a breakdown have, on stage and this camp genie coming If in. Les Dennis and Ricky Gervais got together and actually made this panto... How amazing would that be? If they did it, they could do it in London. They'd sell out. It'd be the biggest panto in the country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, would, it it would, that, would it be that appropriate to take your kids I'd to? I'd love though? it. No, but oh, no, no kids would go. It'd be like that Harry really Potter. It'd be like that Harry Potter thing, though. It, it sold out for years, like, man. It would be amazing. Because you like, do it for years. He's you, a lazy bastard. You, you <laughs> might, you might yeah, have a yeah. bit of like, you know, gay innuendo in a panto, but you know, I'm used to squeezing myself into tight yeah, clothes. I mean, come on. No, but that whole thing about that I always thought was because that was Bunny's idea. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, it's not like. 
it's not that it's a normal level of slight innuendo. It's because but it's all of Bunny's sexual repression yeah, yeah. Yeah. before. Yeah. So he's gone completely overboard with, with, yeah, with, yeah. with, with the um, with the with the sort of innuendo. Yeah. yeah but yeah, no, it's hilarious every time. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, um, and then there's the bit obviously when Les has his little breakdown in front of them, tells the kid off for saying for him to get on with so it. Get on with it. Ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. many are thinking of leaving at half time? And he starts pointing at them using yeah, yeah. the lamp, like, like of, uh, David Brent with the bird head. Yeah, David oh, Brent uh, with the bird have head. Have you guys yeah. been to a panto that's just flopped and people have left at half time? No. no. I just left. Oh, it's, it's, uh, what water, panto did you go to? I can't remember what it was. It was when I was a kid, and. You know, when you're a kid, you kind of just enjoy yeah, everything you're taking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as there's a show going on, you're enjoying it. But I, that was one of the first times. <laughs> really remember. cynically sitting there at an eight-year-old, no, 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 like, no, no, arms no, crossed. No, I mean, yeah, yeah could you do a podcast about this? Shit. Make a podcast about this. Get on with it. No, but that was one of the very first times where kind of like, the veil fell off, and I was like. This thing, just, just because it's a, a, like a day out with my parents. Doesn't mean it's guaranteed doesn't mean to it's be fun. good. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I was looking around and people had left at half time. There's barely anyone there. And I remember just thinking, why are these people on stage bothering to carry on doing this? Because it's just so awkward. Mm. And Panto is one of those things. I mean, it's more of an English institution than anything else. Like, it does, I don't think it do really Do they exist translates. in other countries? I don't really think they do. I mean, oh, no, they don't. It's such, <laughs> it's such oh, an English yes, institution, they do. Yeah, it, where, but it's it's kind of, it's almost deliberately shit. <laughs> celebrity. It is deliberately kind, shit. Kind it? of, yeah. inverted quotes, celebrities. They're just having a laugh, though. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they yeah, go yeah. on it just to take it's the piss. It's the scrappy, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's the D-list scrappy. But people that go along Once on the way up and once on the way down. Where's your career? It's behind you. <laughs> but people that, that go along to them kind of know it, you know what I mean? Oh, no yeah. one's going along expecting it to be good. It's cheap tickets, you yeah. take your kids along, yeah. and you just... You and, just there, and there is a tradition of innuendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, but but not a, to this extent. No, but not yeah, to that degree, ridiculous. and that's the bunny influence, right? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, five-year-old kids, like, watching talk about, yeah, like, you know, anal that, sex. Are they? I yeah, but guess they're not, not. going to get it, are they? They're not going to get it. And Abenanza has a glorious ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know the line. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to get Aladdin, don't we all? I mean, that's another... That's about the level you'd expect, you know, Aladdin, yeah, Aladdin. don't we all? Yeah, yeah, just about. Just about. Fist you. Yeah. Fist you, yeah. No, we didn't know. It was our first date. <laughs> no, there's, there's more evidence there that Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant are quite good at writing that kind broad, of stuff broad yeah. comedy when <laughs> the, the whistle blows like we've always said yeah. when the whistle blows is better than Mrs Brown's boys yeah, yeah. Well, as, a, as a broad comedy yeah. <laughs> it's better and it's a parody of broad comedies yeah but also the, that as, as a parody of um Sexual innuendo in in theatre that yeah, is yeah. probably funnier than your average. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I'd love to go <laughs> and see. I, I genuinely think it would be a successful panto. Yeah, it would. I like, wouldn't be a kid friendly panto, but it would just be amazing. No, there is X rated ones, isn't there? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I Jim don't. Davidson does one called Cinderella. Oh, oh good lord! He's no, but that's the level. Jim <laughs> Davidson could have been on. I was saying this to yeah, Danny yeah, yeah. actually. I was saying to Danny, right? If you could pick, um, if you were doing a third series of extras back in the day, who would you have picked to come on as a guest? Oh, um, I was saying Tom York could be a, on. Tom York. Tom York would be really funny. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's mental. What's Tom York doing on a? I was saying just Chuckle completely sending, Chuckle sending himself Chuckle up. Brothers would have been a good one. The Chuckle Brothers would. Yeah, have been it's fantastic. almost almost been too easy, but yeah. So you're talking about like the English staple? Yeah, yeah. Brothers and Tom York in the same episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mental. Because by the time of series three, I mean, you could say the same about the Christmas special. They could have got question. anyone. It's a good I question. Remember, I remember on Christmas special being a bit disappointed that I'm gonna put there it wasn't more. On the, the Twitter. I'm going to put it on Twitter. That's so, a good question, yeah. So I'm going to say, if you were recording a third series of extras, yeah. who would you have on and why? Who would you have on and why? Don't say we'll make it. 
We, we've come up with the Chuckle Brothers and Tom York. Bobby Davro could have been. But that's more... Bobby he's Davro. Men, he's mentioned in actually. Bobby Davro, Les Dennis. Oh, what about... Keith? Keith? They're all intertwined. No, no, who did we talk about earlier? Richard with Blackwood. the bird. Richard, Richard Blackwood. Blackwood. Richard Blackwood. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been good. With what the... is he doing here? Um, lady... Oh, actually, I don't think I can add another lady one. Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. That's fine, do four. That's a bit of acting as well. All right, The problem is that people like Samuel L. Jackson and stuff... They were clearly unwilling to parody themselves. That's why Samuel L. Jackson has to still be Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, he's not. He's not doing a parody, is he? He's just no, he's being Samuel L. Jackson. Because yeah, wasn't yeah. there? There was an urban legend that McDonald's. Won, yeah, that's not a legend. That's, that's true. true. That's true. They yeah, they she was going to do the um, what's his name? Oh, bloody hell, good fella. Kanye West. Look <laughs> at his eyes. Good when he said Kanye West, he just shut. <laughs> Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye nev- West wasn't going to be in it. No, no, he'd never be willing to do it. But if he and did, it was kind of too early. If, it, no, but if he was willing to be on it and send himself up, which was two very big gifts, it would be the most hilarious thing. Okay, that's the poll put out. So it's on there now. It says, "Who would you like to have seen guest star in extras and why?" Nelson Mandela. <laughs> yeah. So if you've got time, <clears> go back Brenda. six weeks. <laughs> Tom York, Chuckle Brothers, Jim Davidson, or other in comments. We had oh, okay. sessions, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Richard Blackwood, I think, would be my choice. Yeah, that would be good. What are you doing here? <laughs> in a factory in Wigan. Save for later. What were we talking about before we got onto that? Uh, Our favourite uh, scenes. Uh, yeah. Let's not forget, you know. She likes to video us, and we watch it back together. And sometimes I can't believe it's my arse going up and down. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. Well, think about something else then. And I'm going to think of something else, which you know I think you're meant to think at this point he's looking at Les's erect cock. You can actually see his look. I no, 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 there we go. I, again, I read, I watching this documentary about it. What's a merkin? Like one of the, like a cover up they put on. The it's like a little gaffer top. tape around it. Yeah, cover thing, up, apparently. cover up, Les. Like a little, like a like a used tea bag. Yeah, just <laughs> covering. But you can just see Bob it hanging. You can just see a little dog. Don't you even bother putting that on? Well, because he has to put his leg up and thrust, doesn't he? You'd have it all flapping around. I mean, I'm sure Gervais probably would have found it funny. He seems to always be getting. Also. Of an age where it would hang, yeah, like it would I hang way more than it did. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you got the whole like we only see Jim, Ricky Gervais in front of him, but you got the whole cast and crew behind him. Yeah. And that woman just popped in and says, "The house is open." This is brilliant. We talked about how funny it is. Real pathos in that scene. We talked about how funny it is, though. But Les does such a good job of acting in this as well. I think it's worth saying. Do you know what I mean? He's not like he's one note. He does a really good job. He's a much better actor than you'd give him him credit for. Well, I give him a lot of credit after this episode. Way better than Ross Kemp, who is actually an actor. Yeah, yeah. Who acts every day of the week for 10 years. (laughs) But I mean... And what I've noticed about Les in this is he can't stay happy for a sentence. Have you noticed that? Like, he starts the sentence happy, then by the end of it, he's depressed again. No, but he's, got yeah, that, yeah. he's got that look of the happiness yeah. is veiling his depression. It's like yeah. a really desperate happiness. It's an air of tragedy, right? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at the beginning, though, when they talk about being in the dressing room, and he goes, There was a time when I wouldn't have had to share a dressing room. Back in the day, I'd have had two dressing rooms if I'd wanted. One for me, one for all the cards and flowers from all the well wishes. And presents and things they sent me. <laughs> Don't need a whole dressing room for those three, do you? He's only got three cards. one of those people, and we all know them, that just like, no matter what situation it is, they've kind of got to bring... They've got a negative they've got, they've got to bring the positivity down like that. They don't even mean to, it just happens. No, just, and he tries to start positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah, he's yeah. reminded of something. Yeah. It's like he's reminded of something shit. It's like, did you ever watch The Fast Show? There was a yes. guy who would always paint, and then he'd be like, lovely black, colours black. here. And then just a little bit of grey here and then you'd see his wife or whatever looking like oh no here we go and then, and then black <laughs> black like the darkest night <laughs> 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 like that sort of thing yeah 
poor old Les. Eh? Poor old Les, indeed. But I always think is it, it. Tell me if I'm wrong, but Les Dennis is the only person in this who really plays it as basically Les Dennis, drawing from his real life experiences. <laughs> Apart from Samuel Jackson, but we don't even need to count. Yeah, we don't. Even this doesn't really count as enough. Les well, Dennis it's, it's is the only Les Dennis. He's not even really exaggerated. Ben, ben Stiller is obviously playing a grotesque kind of a yeah, over, over the top. Ross Kemp is playing like a weedy bully. He's, to, he's a totally different version. Uh, who we? It's a really good <laughs> Kate, Kate Winslet's playing like a dirty kind yeah. of. Shit talking. They're all aping himself. themselves. Patrick Stewart's playing like a kind of like a crass, crude version of himself. Orlando Bloom is playing like a desperate, womanizing version of himself. Yeah. Who's David Bowie? Harry, that... Harry Potter is playing a, or whatever his name is, is playing. A, <laughs> ridiculous. A, yeah, like a complete kind of, dickhead, like an adolescent, yeah, yeah. adolescent. Pubescent boy. David yeah, Bowie yeah. is kind of basically David Bowie. He's to, basically, it? he's kind of just an ethereal kind of elf man, isn't he? <laughs> who else have we got? Well, you've got um, what's who his who name, else, Chris Martin. Oh yeah, Chris Martin. Chris Martin. Again, <laughs> when he's getting his shirt off and he's got those in the no, he's nose. He's playing the a shirt. Version of yeah, yeah, exactly. Series, episodes five and six of series two are kind of like, uh, and with Chris and the Christmas special, obviously, are kind of like. Uh, there's just like they're just showing off how many stars they can get. Aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not like I know it's called the Chris Martin episode, but it's not really like. That's the battle. What are you though. saying? So what, many. Yeah. What are you saying that he's playing himself in this? He's just being himself. Yes, he's that, the only one where they've basically replicated real life experiences of Les well that's what I was saying at the beginning I think, I think he's encouraged that it's a continuation that, of what his real life experience is I think is. Their, yeah. their version of it was considerably less uh, invasive personally than, than, than he made they it they made it, a, an exaggerated yeah, version yeah, yeah, yeah. Of no 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 I think he made an exaggerated version yeah, that's what I'm he, saying no, he, he took I mean, it and yeah, ran with it yeah yeah, but I suppose if they if they were sticking with the normal extras formula and kind of doing a little twist on what you expect of Les Dennis, maybe he'd be playing an actual guy who he was really more grotesque. Lucky. And never, never, maybe maybe he would be a character who was really lucky with the ladies. Who yeah, was yeah. Really if he was who, a really sleazy womaniser yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, and was yeah. just or, or like cheating like, on who, all the girls, who, who and was stuff. kind of really lucky in life and did have it all coming to him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and that was, would be the kind of typical extras twist. If they just played him cheating on these on loads of girls throughout the episode, you know what I mean? Just proud of the way the nation perceived Les Dennis. Well, I kind of think yeah. But because I, I think that's better, like more credit to Gervais and Merchant because they were giving him an outlet to kind of like kind of what they do with Warwick Davis in Life's Too Short. They give him an outlet to kind of hit back at the critics to kind of you know. Yes, yeah, so that's like, that's the point. Like it's it, it, if they had done it any other way, if they had made him a kind of guy who was a, a womanizer who was lucky with the women kind of thing, who was kind of you know had everything going for him, then that kind of almost would be taking the piss out of him more. Yeah, could have been shining more of a light on we know this isn't really what he's like. Mm. But in this way, they were able to kind of let him have a, let Les Dennis have a showcase to kind of be brave and expose himself and kind of let the, let the really British public know I'm kind of not over it, but willing to kind of, I'm not what you're expecting me. I'm not the nutter yeah. in the celebrity Big Brother has I'm to happy to, the chickens. I'm at a place now when I can laugh it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean? and, and, and fair play to him. Like he's not back at the level of fame he was in the 90s, but it seems like... He's got himself... Have you laughter is the best medicine? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you're right, he's got himself, he's managed to uh, sort Let's of build himself a solid foundation to start again from. Do you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and because now he's, he's married with, with, with kids and he's kind of, he's, he's got a kind of solid... Uh, career on stage, a huge not, fan base. not doing cheesy pantos, but he's doing. Legit I think he is actually uh, doing a pantomime dame at the moment. I think he's right. one of the ugly stepsisters well, in well, Cinderella right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me down, Les, because it was interview. I it looks amazing, you. to be fair. You should interview. see it. I, I, I find the clip of it is pretty funny. In this interview I read with Les, he said that he was on the up and up back, kind of doing legitimate theatre. <laughs> like, maybe so. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine, that. imagine that. Again, we said it with Ross Kett, but imagine what the Americans watching on HBO would have been thinking. 
Because this show was nominated for Emmys, so like proper Hollywood industry people watched this to judge it for the Emmys and stuff. Like yeah. it was nominated, like you know, the, it was always the American episodes that were nominated, like the the, the American centric <laughs> ones with the fam- real famous people in it. But imagine being a Hollywood industry player and watching extras <laughs> and seeing this episode of Les Dennis. You'd either skip it or you'd be like, "Who is this guy? Like, Miss what's on going on here? What's this joke about?" Do you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't think the Americans would consider it the best episode because they would just completely go over their head. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it means that far removed. I don't think you necessarily need to know the history of Les Dennis to find it funny because when I first watched it, I knew him from Family Fortunes, but I didn't really know the ins and outs of his... Oh, yeah, you said his, in our WhatsApp didn't group. Know, didn't, right. didn't, didn't, didn't know Not really. I didn't, didn't know much about it at all. I, I mean, no, no, I just know about Les Dennis. No, no one does. Literally, almost everything I knew about Les Dennis came from the fact that he was a household name from Family Fortunes. So up until... A couple of weeks ago, when we told you on the WhatsApp group that he had been cheated on by Nan Holden, presumably you did the research and looked it up, blah, mm. blah, what did did you not realise that the whole joke with Simone and kind of like him saying, "Well, I need a bit of luck, don't I?" Did you not? I knew realize... he had the breakdown on Big Brother. You didn't know, what? but I didn't know the cause and effect. Oh, okay. I, I just knew that he was a guy that was a de- manic. De- I assume he was a depressed guy, a manic depressive, or whatever. But I guess was... the episode works. Not knowing I'm, just, I'm saying that joke I mean, works. There's, it definitely there's, works. There's, 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 there's more layers to the being cheated yeah. on by his fiance. It was made that way. And yeah. the headline is <laughs> the headline here is there was a series of Celebrity Big Brother that James didn't watch from beginning to end. That's what I can't get over. You don't make fun of Celebrity Big Brother, Danny. I bloody love Celebrity Big Brother. You might as well call it Celebrity Detox House. It's unbelievable. They all start biting at each other within minutes. Yeah, of being oh, on the show. It's was, so much better uh, than normal D- Big Brother. Diddy's well, she had a, oh, she had a well. mental. And uh, Vanessa Phelps as well. There's a long yes, line of mental, yeah, yeah. Like people going mental in Big yeah, Brother. Yeah, not Leo Sayer. Was it Leo Sayer? I don't know. I can't remember. No, yeah, it was Leo Sayer. No, you know yes, what? You know what I look forward to? Death. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel Blair in an extra celebrity big brother. Then he actually went into celebrity big brother, didn't he? No, it was Lionel Blair, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Lionel Blair, not Leo Sayer. Yeah. Same no, no, but Leo Sayer was on it, and yeah, like I said, he was mates with Donny Tourette, yeah. yeah. and uh, Leo Sayer went mental and kind of climbed over the wall. Yeah. It'd just be so boring. I couldn't I'd tell it. it. Danny, we talked about this. If you you should really, you know, I mean, it's not even on. Well, anymore, it's not on anymore. Right? So, I wouldn't go on it. I just find it boring. When Big Brother was at its height, I would have loved to have gone into Big Brother. When I was like 24, 25, and that was when you know there were twenty four, twenty five was pretty much the peak of when at the age that the most. How many times? Was. How many times you auditioned for it? I know this for it. I say for someone that really wants to go on it, no, <laughs> you didn't no, try no, very no. hard, I did you? Think, I never had the guts. I was always like, this would, this would absolutely ruin your life. You'd never get a proper job yeah. out. That out being said, you should do it, Danny. Well, Definitely. yeah, but it's not on. <laughs> no, I'm and I wouldn't because I find it. Bo- I just, I just find it too boring. Right, what, what reality? What reality show would you go on, Danny? Love on. Love Island. Yeah, imagine me on Love Island. No, 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 no. no. What, what wow. kind of seriously? Imagine Danny Arnold on Love Island. It's mental. <laughs> uh, uh, but there isn't any for non-celebrities. There anymore. is, there is. The island. island. The island. I'd go on the island. Yeah, but that's different though, isn't it? Because that's actually, I know it is just kind of trash reality TV, but it, it, it purports to be a kind of test of survival show. Survival, yeah. It's, more years, than that. Not it's not just, shit, let's put a bunch of bitchy kind of people in a, in a house and not It never works with non-celebrities anyway, because they're all, the celebrities, the brilliant thing about celebrities shows like that is that they've all got such a fragility that goes in with them yeah, because yeah. they have their they're so 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 conscious of how they're coming across on the outside that they almost they they they, they, they they're people that they bring in as friends as friends and family are not friends and family they're they're publicists you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. what was that woman Joe from uh is it Joe from S Club 7 right who went no. in with the no, no 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 it was right. more recent than that it was 
Oh, the one who was Sarah Harding. Guy. Sarah oh, Harding. Oh, I thought you were going to say Roxanne Pallet, who accused what's his face of. Oh, that was mental. Beating her. Yeah, did you I see that? I didn't see that. Bro, right. Do you remember Roxanne Pallet from Emmerdale? Emmerdale, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was like kind of you know the sexy one of Emmerdale. Right. Like, she went on Celebrity Big Brother last year. Who was fact, it? And Dan? accused someone, some guy from. Uh, EastEnders or something. He was and they, 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 in, in real life, they were mates of each other, right? So they knew each other off, off Celebrity Brother, like from the, the soap world and stuff. And he kind of like jokingly kind of like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo- just... like, kind of did like a little boxing thing there. And she... And this was like, straight after like hashtag Me Too and the Harvey Weinstein yeah. thing. Yeah. She then went into the diary room. About 10 minutes later, she was fine with it. Went into the diary room, started crying and saying that he had beat, like, abused and then, her. And then told loads of people camera, in the house as well. Told everyone in the, off camera that he had kind of like attacked her. What, while she was in the house? While she was yeah, in yeah. the house. So no, attacked been... her while she was in the no, house. No, no, but he hadn't though. And it was all videoed and obviously... You know, they could very clearly see that it wasn't, but the people in the house didn't. No, we're going quite deep into this. Yeah. Yeah, go on. But it's on, it's genuinely fascinating because it was kind of. I don't know what she thought she was going to get away with it, but she, had it not been video, she could have yeah, absolutely yeah. fucked this guy's career yeah, yeah, yeah. and Why his whole life. But then, so then, she's a cunt. But then, so, 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 but, but because it was right after the Harvey Weinstein thing, <laughs> because it was right after the Harvey Weinstein thing, Big Brother had to call this. Coronation Street guy into the diary room and say we've we've received a very serious allegation when you beat Roxanne or whatever. He obviously brought fucking hell. My, my career is finished. Like this is on TV and everyone thinks I'm an abuser, a woman abuser. Mm. Obviously, in on in real life, everyone has seen that he hadn't, and Roxanne Pallet was voted straight out. But there was like a couple of days there where he was like in bits, like absolutely devastated, thinking fucking hell. If this is what everyone thinks on the outside, I'm finished. You know, I'm done. I'm gonna have to leave the country. Blah blah blah. But then it turns out that she left the house. And it was her career that was done. Yeah. Well, it's lucky like, that lucky. Like a she, she was. She was in fact. She was supposed yeah. to be just on about to go on a on a on a panto tour, wasn't she? And that she was, was She was. She was already a contestant. Oh, pre-recorded <laughs> the island as well. Oh yes, they were pre-recorded. They had to pull that. She pre-recorded something, but they had to be pulled. It was massive. Yeah. Why don't, why don't we just look at these two? Why don't we? Why don't we? Why don't we just get rid of the courts and the legal system and replace it with bloody Twitter polls and Channel Four phonies? No, but that's pretty much what we've done. That's pretty much what we've done with Brexit. This, really, is, isn't it? this is one. This is one instance where, where where the court public opinion was right because they saw that Roxanne was like, and this is what you're missing when you're in Spain. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Come back to the island of Ooh. culture. Why are we talking about this? one of them? <laughs> We're talking about how celebrity big brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought Dennis right. had his life ruined by celebrity big brother and saved Wait. by extras. Yeah, there we go. go. There we bit go. A, bit of a cartoonish way of putting it, but yeah. <laughs> He had his life saved by. Yeah. We pretty much said that we didn't say with that. Roxanne <laughs> Pallet was the thing that yeah, summed yeah. it all up. Yeah, he had his life. Yeah, who would have thought we could sum up this? Like, <laughs> he had it, this. But he had his life saved by Melinda Messenger's tits. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, I don't know if you've seen Melinda Messenger's tits. You know, they were pasted all over my big brother's wall in uh, about probably nineteen ninety eight. Nice. And yes. I used to go in there and I think, come on, Jack. Come on, Jack. Forget about what you're going through at secondary school. Life is lovely. <laughs> oh, don't ask me any more questions. It's that part of the episode that we all look forward to the quiz. Yay. Yay. And of course, with such a cork of an episode, I had no problem at all. I didn't let down my public. Sorry. I had no problem at all putting together an excellent quiz. Actually, it was still a bit of a struggle. Um, as usual, I expect everyone's going to know the answers because we all know this episode so well, don't we? We've watched yeah, it so many yeah, yeah. times. We've found time to rehearse. Yeah? yeah. yeah. So we're not letting down our public. Please <laughs> le- leaning yeah. forward and leering at you. So, <laughs> here we go. Without further ado, before we actually, before we start, a bit of admin, yeah. we need to hear everyone's buzzers. So, Mr. Seth Bolton, who is actually here with us this week, what is your buzzer? Oh, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> a very long and very camp buzzer from Mr. Bolton there. Perfect. And uh, Mr. James Emblow. Never let down your public. Never let down your public. My motto. But of course, as we as we heard earlier in the episode, he did let them down. <laughs> Me? Yeah. When? Well, well, you know, I let the intro. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> we probably Mr. won't use that bit. Mr. Kendall. Well, Danny. Don't be disappointed. I don't man. really know. Another very that's, camp that's my favorite intro. One. I love that one. So, <laughs> without further ado. All right. Question number one, fingers on buzzers. <clears throat> what drama did Maggie work with Lizzie Bunton? I don't really know. Orphans of Penny Farthing Lane. It was indeed Orphans. Oh, well yeah, done, Jack. I knew that was going to be... When I was watching Everyone knew that was going to be a question. Okay, right. Question number two. blocking me, I know that you want to know the answer. It's going to be fastest thing first. Uh, what street, what sweet generates the yum, yum, yum reaction? Smarties. Smarties. Well done, Seth. I know you all know the answer, so it's just fast as fast fast. Question number three. How many years is the age gap between Les and Simone? I don't really know. 17? No. That's Amanda Holton. No. 26? No. James? No, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'd say, I don't know, 10 years? She's 26. Les is 50. So it's 24 years, yeah. yeah. With a 24-year age gap, Les is clearly punching above his weight. Oh, yeah. He insists very much in long. Yeah, almost a quarter of a century. Yeah, almost a quarter of a century's age gap. Yeah, yeah. There's his Wikipedia as well. Cause it says uh, no, I read a Guardian article. Les and that man holding 17 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so next question. <clears throat> which, who's, which birthday is it for Lizzie? Never. I don't really know. Did he even tell you? Who did well he? done, Seth. It's oh. the 29th birthday. Oh. That was definitely mine. This a is very important right. one, yeah. Very important. <laughs> Question number five. Um, <clears throat> what is Andy playing idly with when Les enters the dressing room? Oh, God. I want to say... You no. don't really know. Never let down your public. Was it, James? Light switch? No, no. That, that's when Les is idly playing. When Les first walks in, he's, he's idly playing with something. I've never, I, I literally have no idea. It's a really minor detail. It's an electric razor. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh, actually, now that you say it, I can see it. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> Question yeah. number six. Say what you say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Royal Walker. Uh, <laughs> what did you say then? <laughs> what's uh, what's Ledger's line meant to be when he stops and has a breakdown? Abenanza has a glorious ring. <laughs> well done, Seth. <laughs> Seth is storming. Oh, he is. I never would remember. Abenanza has a glorious ring. Ooh. I haven't even got one yet. We do, a really, we do a really gay episode and Seth storms it. <laughs> <laughs> he it's came here especially for it. Seth three, Jack one. I mean nothing. Okay, right, come on. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's not too gay for you, is it? <laughs> I'm just waiting for the daddy famous. Oh, you cow. I love your quiz. Question number seven. A two, a two part of this okay, one. Okay, so what two examples does Les give of things he's done other than Family Fortunes and a Mavis O'Reilly oh. impression? I don't really know. James. Is it the uh, Les, no, Russ Abbott laughter hour? Or the Les laughter hour and the Russ Abbott show? Oh, you sort of, you Bumbled it a bit. Have another go. Oh god! I thought I don't know. They're the only two I could think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you, you fudged them. You fudged them. Are they the mixed names. up? The you, Russ Abbott na- show you, and the Les Dennis Laughter Hour. It's the Les Dennis Laughter Show and Russ Abbott's Madhouse. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're close, but oh, I think right. I wouldn't be. Uh, point each, I think is fair. Okay, fine. I think just about because you kind of were in the ballpark. Yeah. 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 But you know, do you remember? Because no one remembers, do they? No, no one remembers. Question number eight. Um, who does Les Dennis quote, but he, when he wasn't yeah, listening, because he was telling him the family fans answer they get on the family fortunes? Bobby Davro. 
Bobby Davro indeed. What's <laughs> left yes. of the clown? Yeah. <laughs> so that's such a good bit. Though. I love that. Very very tight now. It's Jack and James on two. Don't worry, we're used to squeezing ourselves into. <laughs> <laughs> and Seth is on three. <laughs> 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 Seth has ever won one of these quizzes. No, no, I've won one on the office one. one. Oh, okay. First episode, I think, yeah. or second episode. I think it was the first episode. Anyway, fact checking Santa can <laughs> Question number nine. <clears throat> what would Andy prefer in the conundrum Maggie posed at the end of the episode after being kicked out of the party? Bionic arm. <laughs> no. No, bionic leg. No, it is a bionic arm. He said a bionic arm would come in handy. It'd come sometimes. in handy for. Yeah, the old. Specifically. Uh, no, hang on, no, he, no. Did he say leg first? Right here, Danny. Yeah. Well, I think well. we're going to have to settle this because we've well, got. No, she a... says bionic leg for kicking. Yeah, maybe, yeah I think he answers people. leg and then he changes his mind to say hand. Yeah. So, well, okay. what were you going to say, Danny? It's a bionic something, anyway. Well, leg, presumably. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the tension is palpable. Yeah. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you let down your public. Never let down your quiz in public. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, right at the end. There you go, it should be there. <laughs> I was too busy worrying about the funny answers we get in the, <laughs> the extra. No, twist. the answer is bionic leg. He says, bionic leg so I could hop to work. That is his final answer. And then she says, but mine he, for kicking. He then says, actually, <laughs> so a bionic, he says, actually a bionic calm arm would come in useful some nights, but he's admitting acknowledging an arm would be good. He's not <laughs> yeah. Yeah, So leg okay. is still the answer. Yeah, Investigation so, so yeah, <laughs> even though, okay, so no one gets that point because everyone was saying the wrong answer, okay. but Seth still wins 3-2-2. Is so, that the end of the quiz? Oh, yes. wow. Well done, Seth. <laughs> Look at this. I'd, really, I'd planned for a three-pointer of who, who was going to get the role before Andy Milman. Oh, yeah. Alright, we've got some answers on our uh, Twitter poll though now, guys. So the question was who would you like to have seen have a, as a guest star in extras and why? We've got thirteen percent for Tom York, thirty two percent for Jim Davidson, and forty eight percent for the Chuckle Brothers. There you go. Okay. Uh, Nicholas. Did else say Richard Blackwood? Uh, no, Richard Mr. Blackwood. Sydney Poitier. Sydney Poitier, Rory Bremner. Nicholas has said a plotline for the Chuckle Brothers one might have been to see Maggie try and bed them. <laughs> yeah. Well, they would to, to see a little. Actually, that would have been amazing. Have to a little, you, a little to love. To you. Oh, oh, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ian Botham. Uh, Russ Abbott. Sir Jimmy Savile. Yeah, I was just thinking Jimmy Savile. Actually, he would have been. He would have been perfect. <laughs> when did that Jimmy Savile thing come out? Twenty thirteen. Uh, after it was after he died. So no, there was already rumours, but I'm yeah. sure Gervais and well, Although Gervais, Gervais interviewed him. Like, yeah, <laughs> he was on Meet Ricky Gervais, and he had such distaste for Ricky Gervais. He didn't. He? he was really like kind of dismissive and he rude. Got and the shittest guests on that show. Alan Titchmarsh. <laughs> yeah, Peter Purvis. Titchmarsh. Peter Purvis. Peter Purvis. Imagine Titchmarsh. Yeah, you got him on Meet Ricky Gervais. Oh, you won't be hearing from that guest star again. <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh, dear me. Robson Green. The love of Robson two brains. Robson Green, Robson Green, Robson would, Green be would be good. Yeah, yeah. Too broad. He wouldn't be on it. Too broad. Biggins <laughs> <laughs> was busy. Noel, Noel Edmonds. Biggins was busy. Yeah, Noel Edmonds would have been good. Yeah. Paul Noel Edmonds. Yeah. Noel Edmonds as well. What time did when did Deal what time? When did Deal or No Deal come back? Well, you could have done Noel very much. You could have done Noel. It's about the same time. You could have done a Noel like a Les style episode. But I think Noel, Noel Edmonds is actually genuinely quite a bizarre. Yeah, he is. Guy. He's a proper maniac. I don't think he could have done this sort of thing. I don't think he's self-deprecating enough. No, but it hadn't and really the thing out is, how weird he was with, by that point. Yeah. With the Office, like um, Ricky Gervais had kind of already, he's sort of libelous some of the stuff. With, with the Office, Ricky Gervais had already sort of paved the way for a Noel appearance. So I'm surprised it didn't happen. 
Yeah, 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 yeah that's true. Yeah, but he talks about him quite a lot, didn't he, yeah, on the yeah, office? By, but I, mem- I definitely He's remember watching Deal or No. I watched Deal or No Deal at uni, so he was already on his way. Back up when he did. Uh, yeah, he's he's, he's had the up and down career. He has. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was right at the bottom, and then he came back yeah, up when the office was on. That deal on Earth. Yeah, yeah. Can't get on telly for love or yeah, money now. And it was massive. And now he's kind of. Known it's got, he's had a bit of resurgence recently, hasn't it? Deal or no deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Caught, well, Brexit. Yeah. yeah. We should make it into a game show. It'd have a better <laughs> result, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> Get Noel Evans to host it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving down didn't the motorway. Yeah, bringing up John Claude Juncker on the other end of the phone. <laughs> what did he do? Yeah, there was a 150 miles an hour in a Ferrari, bollock naked. Noel Evans. Yeah. Something like that. He did something. He's done some strange things. Noel Evans. He needs to do the outro. That's what we're is this the outro? This is, this is currently the outro. Oh, shit. Sorry, I've ruined it. <laughs> I've ruined it, Danny. We had the Twitter. We had the so that about rounds off the fourth episode of the Extras podcast, guys. Everybody, well done. That's sadly the best episode done, so it's all downhill from here. I don't know. I, 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 do, discussion about that one, yeah, I yeah. do like the next episode a lot. To be fair, there's a lot to dig into in this one. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of the time we chat about the funny bits and the, the, these amazing bits, but actually there's, there's actually quite a lot of depth to this one because yeah. there's some serious subjects being talked More about. More so than the episode... The Winslet episode, where I think that they tried too hard to make it deep. Like yes. This one was just, it was all there. The fact that you cast Les Dennis and that's the job done. Like, there's so much to read into. Yeah. The tragic the elements tragic you don't need to pick into as much. Face. It's just yeah. there. It's, yeah. you know, the, the, the obvious tragedy is obviously the, the Les Dennis issues that he's going through. But Danny, you picked up on some bits earlier about the whole tragic uh, home life. Of, uh, Bunny and uh, his daughter. Bunny and what's her name? Yeah, what is her name? I forget. Well, that's why Lizzie. Yeah. Lizzie. That's Lizzie why not yeah. a happy home life. But that's why the episode yeah. worked because the two <laughs> the two separate storylines working in parallel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they both and, they, and then kind of like came together as a twisted knot to reveal a an inner truth and a, and, and a theme that the, 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 the they were going for. Obviously, mm. quite worked. So what's next then? We got the Steve we Spears got, episode. We got Steve Spears. Yeah, quite loads, and then we've got Patrick <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Yeah. But we're blazing towards the end of the series, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've only got two more episodes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking to win a few more quizzes. <laughs> we haven't done that yet. Yeah, we have done that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, right. I forget. So thanks again for listening, everybody. We've had some amazing reviews again this week. Uh, keep them coming in. And if you haven't already, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, you know, share the wealth. Give us some ratings, give us a review. We always <laughs> like to see what you think. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anything else guys we all good that's all I'll ask you off when the laughter stops when the audience departs when the makeup's been removed what's left of the podcasting clowns (laughs) nothing but an empty podcasting room I should listen to that do you know who said that to me Bruce Seth (laughs) he took me aside and he said Danny you won't always be riding high with all these Twitter fans (laughs) I wasn't even listening I was too busy telling him about all the funny answers we get on our Twitter polls (laughs) (laughs) 